Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the vibe? There's some damsels in the DM. Do you? Do you? Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs. Yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Ash. And today we are here with Alyssa Ortiz, who was a contestant on Are You the One Season 4, but is also my friend, a content creator, and a producer. So hello, Alyssa. Hi, Lauren and Ash. Thank you so much for having me. This is honestly my first guest speaking on a podcast. I've always wanted to be on one. So seriously, thank you for having me. We're so excited. We're so glad that we're your first podcast. I know. We're honored. Yeah, I feel like so much. It's been five years overdue of people wanting the tea from Are You The One and how it really goes down on reality TV. So I think it's kind of good I'll be speaking from a older, mature perspective of everything that happened there. So Alyssa, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and- While we're talking on the topic of Are You The One, do you want to tell us a little bit um, about Are You The One? And Not just- going to lie, I did also yeah. like go really deep on your Instagram to find <laughs> photos of Are You The One. I'm like so tempted to like put them up in this episode. I mean, you're honestly very steamy. <laughs> yeah, you're probably thinking about, talking about the one in the freaking waterfall. Gosh, my parents watched the show. This was like really hard for me when it was oh. all airing. But um, yeah, it was um, definitely a high I wrote out there for a while. But yeah, going back to just me. Um, so I'm 27 years old. I went on the show when I was 22, which I'm sure you all know, 22 to 27. We are basically different people at this point. I went on it. Um, my friend just kind of encouraged me to apply for it my senior year of college because my boyfriend at the time just broke up with me and it was literally for fun. Like you should apply for the show. I had no idea what it even was, but I actually just went through the whole process. You know, they called me, I did um, a bunch of compatibility tests. I, they talked to my ex, they talked to my best friend, like the whole thing. And next thing I know, they called me a week before like the show would start filming. And they like, told me I was on it. Like I withdrew from the semester went to Hawaii for a month and a half and the rest was history. I guess I should go back to the show, what the show is about. It's called Are You The One? That was season four and there's, I think there's eight seasons now. Um, so I was in the beginning half of it. It's 10 guys, 10 girls. Before you go on the show, you do a bunch of compatibility tests and they find you your perfect match, like the perfect person for you based on those tests and you know your past relationships, what you want for your future, et cetera. When you get on the show, you have to work as a team to figure out all 10 perfect matches. Like everyone pairs up. Oh, you don't know who's your perfect You don't know. No. So you're going in looking for love, but you, there's also money involved where if you can get all 10 matches, you all split a million dollars. So that's where like a lot of people get pulled and like, I literally, what happens like, I have feelings for this person, but they're not a match, but now they're messing up the whole strategy because we need to figure out the matches to get the money. So it's actually a really good concept. It's, it's kind of confusing. There's a lot more to it, but it's a balance of like rat race to challenge bachelor and some other trashy reality TV show. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was a good experience though. Were you able to find your one on that show? <laughs> In short, yes, I thought I did. Ironically, the first person I was attracted to ended up being my perfect match strategically. Oh. Um, yeah, that was like a very rare situation that happens in any of the seasons that you actually have feelings for your perfect match. Um, so we are the couple everyone turned to like, this is real. Probably wasn't real. But we're like, this, this, the system works. The strategy is real. The producers knew like that we were meant for each other. So we did like each other. We had feelings for each other. Ironically, he's from the Midwest. He, we had mutual friends. He was in oh, Barrington, wow. Illinois. And I said, I'm from like Algonquin Crystal Lake area. So that's like 20 minutes away. So we hit it off. It was great. But, um, you know, we were in Hawaii with no phones and like cloud nine. So distracted. We had no we had nothing else to do but like start falling for each other. You know, like we were we were bored and the producers amped everything up and it was just it was perfect, you know. And then you get back to reality and there's exes and there's jobs. He was going to UCLA at the time. Actually, he was still in school. I was halfway across the country and it just like life just didn't work out. Aww. Like 90% of the relationships yeah. in reality TV. Did your group get the million dollars? Yes. What? So, so there's this weird like twist they added in my season where, so the end of every episode, you do a matchup ceremony where you try to figure out the 10 matches. And if you get zero matches on one of the night, you lose $250,000. So that happened one night. So we lost $250,000. Don't know what the math is, whatever. It came out when I got my check at the end of everything. It was for... $25,000. Yeah, I actually have a lot of that in my savings account still, which is I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> That's smart. What I love about you going on this show, and you can obviously speak more to this, yeah. was that you broke up with your college boyfriend and you went on the show, and now you are still with that college boyfriend. What? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that was the greatest <laughs> revenge of all time. He's in the other room. Hopefully you can't hear me. So he's from my hometown, but we started dating like first boyfriend, girlfriend in college. So we went to the same college. Um, and then we were just on and off for those four years, but every time he broke up with me. So like, I was never single on like my own terms. It was always because I had no choice, but to be single and push mm. through and find someone. And then the last time he broke up with me senior year was just the hardest, um, I think when we were both in Greek life, which is small at the school we were at, and, you know, we'd see, I'd see who he went home with. He'd see who I went home with, like see people kissing in a bar. It was like very heavy to have to face all that firsthand. So when my friend brought up the show, you know, it actually, I, I wasn't even like thinking out of spite. I actually was very, just in a positive headspace, like, okay, like this sounds awesome. Like, let's try something new. It was no shock to my friends. I, I would end up on a some kind of TV screen one day. So I just went for it. And it's funny because the week before I left, I was like so excited, like whatever. And I like turned to my friends. I'm like, oh wait, I'm supposed to like leave with a boyfriend. I don't even know if I want to like date anyone. Like I don't want to <laughs> date. I want to like have fun in Hawaii and all that. And you know, again, shocker. I told my friends, I'm like, yeah, I met someone like the third day and they're like, of course you did. Like why you thought you could just be like single in Hawaii and on a show story. where you're supposed to fall in love. Yeah. And like I wear my heart <laughs> on my sleeve like all the time. Like I loved the idea of love and it was just, you know, of course that would happen. But um, yeah, I get back from the show. I actually didn't talk to him for like a few months. I, I swear, I after the show, I had this like realization when I was over him. Like I genuinely remember just like being in a good place after. And mm -hmm. that's when they come back. It's like, they, oh, yeah. Always. they know you're in a good place. They, they're they wondering why she had, you know, I used to like text him and check up and I stopped. And he's probably like, why, why? 
Um, Where'd she go? Yeah, literally. She happy? Yeah. <laughs> Let me ruin that. <laughs> literally knew I was. That's why. Yeah. And then he just texted me six months later, um, asked me if I was going to this like one festival that happens in Chicago. I said, yeah, we met up like, but, and I, like for once I thought nothing of it. I was like, um, North coast. It's right oh. after they're North coast. It's right after Lollapalooza. Um, but for once I was like, I'm in a good place. We can be friends. Like I went into it with no expectations and we started dating since then. And that was five or six years ago. And you've been together ever since. Ever since. And like, if anything, I think, um, sometimes it's hard to date the same person who also like ruined you. You ever heard one of that? But mm. you know, there has been so much growth again. That was, that was so long ago. And you know, he never cheated on me, even though it sucks. He broke up with me. He broke up with me every time because he wasn't sure. It's like, I, but then today when we, whenever I want to like talk about it, he's like, I just didn't, he's like, I was just immature. I thought I was supposed to be single because it's college. And I was in a frat and the pressure, like he was very honest about that. And now he's obsessed with me and I can't get him away from me yet, honestly. So <laughs> It worked out. Boys feel that way. Boys feel like there's like an expectation, I feel like, of how they're supposed to be in college. Because even like yesterday, I was talking to Brian and um, we were talking about how when Brian really didn't want to date me, like the first year before we started dating, he, it was because he felt like relationships were about sacrifices and he wanted to have fun and he wasn't ready to make sacrifices. And then we were talking about another couple recently and he was like, oh yeah, well, he's probably just not wanting to make sacrifices. Like he's not in that stage to make sacrifices yet. And I was like, that we can't just use this as like an overarching strategy for everyone. Like, yes, men from the ages, like 20 to 22, like they, they cannot make that. sacrifices. I feel like the bigger umbrella word is just like, you know, you're immature. You're not like emotionally developed to understand that like, that's not what a relationship has to be or is, especially at that age. So. Right. And you're Brian, like, sacrifice is also known as immature. <laughs> right. Exactly. Brian. Anonymous. <laughs> It's just, that just means that a guy has a lot to grow and they just, you know, a lot to learn and has to focus on himself because if he doesn't know what he wants with, you know, a girlfriend or with you, that means that he's just, he's just got a lot to figure out. And when we're young and 22, um, we don't understand that because we're like, why don't you want me? Like, just be with me, you know, but now, like, I mean, I'm 29 and I see 37 year old men who are like that. I'm like, wow, dude, like you have to like really you know you've got a lot of work to do and your 30s like you're running out of time yeah I have a friend who just ended it with a guy who's like 29 because he wouldn't commit to her but it's because of him and his group of seven guys are all single still and I'm like you need to remove yourself from that friend group like, you're probably a great guy honestly right. but if you're surrounding yourself with that other you know toxic right. energy and you know Peter Pan syndrome then that's on you what did your boyfriend think of you going on the show and like, what did he want to know or ask you about? We've never talked about it. Did he watch it? No. Oh. <laughs> he, I know. I'm like, everyone always thinks that's crazy. But like, I guess when I went on the show, he was like talking to a girl and she like wanted to watch it. And he like told her like, like, no, I'm not watching it. And like three days before we like hung out one night and he like asked me not to go. And so I, I know what his feelings were. But he's so just like chill and humble. He was never like, you know, the striking type about like, I didn't like it or like, I hate that you did that. And I, I don't know. I'm now that I think about it, he doesn't, when people like would approach us like in public or say something, he was just kind of like stood to the side. He just never wanted to get involved with it. He's like, 
I saw a picture of you in a robe and I'll just leave it at that. It's like, I saw you in a hotel room with a guy and that's all I need to ever see, blah, blah, blah. But I said, before we ever get married, you have to watch it with me. But then I was watching it the other day and I was like, oh God, I, I can't even watch this. It's like, so, it's just so cringeworthy. Like seeing me at someone else at 22. And I was like, all right, maybe we'll like skip the like certain scenes. That yeah. Like, and you're, as you like, said, you're different people, right? From when yeah. you were 22 to 27, like if he's with you now, like that's all that matters. And he knows who you are right now. And yeah. what you did at 22, like that's no one's business, but yours. That's what I said. Maybe we, we have two. a viewing party, like the three of us. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, we'll I would love, I was just going to say, I literally want to go and watch it after this. <laughs> it's on, on Hulu. I think all the seasons are on Hulu. Oh, one, and, one and two are on yeah. Netflix. I am biased. I used to say I'm biased that I think my season's the best, but if you go on Reddit and you find like, top are the one seasons a lot of upvotes are um my season mainly because it was a little you know it was better than the first or second where they're still kind of figuring things out but we were also right before social media became a thing mm -hmm. like I didn't really I, I post on Instagram just like for fun at that point like influencing mm -hmm. wasn't a real thing then or if it was it was like reality tv people doing it the people that are on the show are much more genuine and we're actually just on there for fun looking for love like a lot of us were just college students and then by the time you get to like season six and seven you know all of them already had a following you know they all went on it to pursue something greater to get on another show or I, I think I was telling Lauren at lunch the other day that even some people on my season mainly the guys were just models who just agents were just like filling them into different tv shows and like seeing what clicked but still my season was really good I highly recommend you can skip the rest <laughs> Did you find after the show, well, one, did you go back to college and finish college? And two, did you find after the show that it kind of um, started your content creator career or did you um, become a content creator a little later? Yeah. So I went back to school. Yeah. So I'll, I just took a month and a half off. So it's kind of weird going back because all my friends are just graduating and I was just going to be a fifth year. Yeah. Uh, worth it. But it was kind of a lonely, quiet, like first few months getting back I kind of felt just out of it I guess with like the relation of him being back in like a friend group but they were all leaving and then my ex was still there it's just kind of messy but I ended up did go uh, continuing got my degree in broadcast journalism okay. so with that I was always you know into video broadcast con content in general I blogged a lot I worked for like our campus newspaper or our campus like female magazine um, so I was already like built like uh, building stepping stones to content. But again, back then, like content creator wasn't like a legit thing yet. But I remember by the end of the show, I was just like, I have a lot of Instagram followers right now and I should just like um, optimize this opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what's something I could just start, I don't know, doing or like posting about that could build traction. I, I wanted to turn from like blogging to like Instagram vlogging. I don't even know what you call it. I mean, content creating. Yeah. So I'm like, no one, blogging was starting to become a little more dated. I know people still blog today, but you know, from um, long form writing to like content on Instagram is what I wanted to do. So I love food and that's where it started. I, Chicago is like such a hub for like great food. Um, oh my God. I know, like, I know many places have a lot of good food, but I was telling my boyfriend the other day, it's like, it's all in one place. Mm -hmm. I like look up a restaurant in LA and be like, oh, I want to go here. And it's like, oh, 45 minutes away. I'm like, oh, that, that's too far for me. <laughs> so yeah, my content's all food related in Chicago. I used to just reach out to like 50 restaurants and DM them and be like, hey, do you want to collab? Like, do you want to partner? Um, and two and a half, three years later, I just work with agencies or restaurants just reach out to me now. So 
That's awesome. How fun. Chicago's the best place for it because honestly, I think Chicago and New York are the best cities for food. Um, Unpopular opinion. I think that LA food is super overrated and not like the best heavily disagree disagree oh come on lauren we know you just love la you're just being biased no no i'm not biased i'll be the judge of that i need to like get like people's best spots and worst spots like around here and just start i just have like maybe i'll start a youtube channel i a midwestern girl who came from good food goes to la and just like rates everything and like actually yeah make a tiktok (laughs) on it and it'll definitely become a popular tiktok (laughs) yeah if you ever need someone to go eat with i volunteer yes (laughs) i always get i had i told her i had an event to something and i get a plus one and i like i have no friends yet so i couldn't bring anyone but um yes i'll keep you online yeah keep your friend yeah (laughs) going back to the instagram though because i do want to unpack this one like little detail so on all the are you the one pictures they Mm -hmm. are flooded with content like comments asking um what happened basically like Mm -hmm. after the show so you came back like dating him right the guy from the show Duh, yes. I mean, we decided to like try, but like we never like put a label on it because everything was just so loose. But because he had a girl like waiting for him at home, and like, you know, I had, yeah, he had like a full on girlfriend. Like, she reached, like, uh, she didn't reach out to me, but she reached out to him, calling him out and like made him call me and tell me, or like, I don't know, it's, it's like a blacked out memory, honestly. <laughs> but all I know is that there was someone, and I didn't know until like later. That's just when filming ended. So the show didn't air until like three months later. So even if we were together, we couldn't say anything. And I actually visited LA like two weeks after and went and stayed with him. And people just thought I was like there by myself. Like, why would I be at the Hollywood sign by myself? But, you know, people, some people put two and two together. Like, oh, she's staying like my, she's on UCLA's campus. You know, if you're into reality TV and you're creeping, they knew that he went there and, mm-hmm. you know, you could put two and two together. But at the same time, like we weren't officially dating. So I was still talking to some people on the side, nothing like, you know, serious. And I'm sure he was doing the same, but I remember the last way it ended. I don't know if I told you this Lauren, like that we don't, we had a really, I wouldn't say a bad follow-up because he just like ghosted me, but like, it was like pretty bad because we were really close. We said, no matter what happens, we'll be friends. Like it didn't work out romantically, but like, I really liked him as a person. Um, mm-hmm. and one day he just never texted me back. And granted we like FaceTimed every day, like texted, called. He didn't answer me for two weeks, like FaceTime, texting, Instagram, everything. Two weeks didn't answer me. The last text I sent him said, if you don't answer this, and you might this next message, then like you're literally dead to me. It's like you never existed. And I haven't heard from him in six years. He deleted his Instagram, his Facebook, his no social media. He was an Instagram influencer too before, might I tell you. Like, uh, I think I showed Lauren like a whole like, you know, shirt off, eight pack, like model, like, and he went off the grid fully like is he um, alive um I heard he is in okay. Barrington back in my hometown people have like sent me snaps just like they saw him at like a grocery store once oh my like, god oh my god no it's, it's kind of sad I mean he had big dreams of like he wanted to be an actor he was into influencing and again before influencing was a big thing so he could have been really successful today now that there's like mm-hmm. TikTok and you know Instagram blew up and all that so it's a, you know it's just my heart I like do you know wishing the best and I used to randomly text him fuck you never knew if he got those but um, <laughs> I stopped I stopped doing that after, oh after a year 
that's so I just funny. like so it's like he knew though I was just so pissed I just wanted to like know why because yeah, he put up like he put up everyone like all his friends like from Ari the one so it wasn't just me but you know of course I took it personal because I thought we had a good relationship so wherever you are if you're watching this Sam really down here are any of the couples still together from my season Steven and Julia uh, you know Julia Rose heard that name seen that name she like became this huge instagram i don't even know what she, does. she basically started her own playboy but it's called shag mac she just posts like um very provocative photos on the internet anyway she got huge from that she was dating a guy in the show and apparently they were engaged actually last year but not then she started dating jake paul and things oh. yeah i don't know how that once you get in once you get sucked into that kind of life in la like i feel like you don't even know who's together anymore or what they're up to but um other than that, no, I don't think anyone is together. Are um, you friends still from anyone on the show? Yes, I would say one person. Um, his name's Cam. Well, have you guys seen? I guess have you guys seen uh, my season yet? No. I haven't seen your season. But I've <laughs> I'm like telling you these names. Okay, okay, I've watched the show before too. I've seen one season. Get how it works. To be honest, I could have seen your season, but I didn't know you. And now yeah, that I, I know mean, you, it would all click in. <laughs> okay, I could have so, seen yeah. your season too. I'm not sure. But it was a while. It was, I mean, years ago too. Yeah. I've usually people it clicks with them later that I was in it after they watched it. Um I know now yeah. I'm watching and I feel like I might have like that jogging of the memory, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. Uh, but yeah, I'm friends with one person out of 20, which is not a lot. I guess like others like we're friendly, like oh, we like each other's pictures on Instagram. Like I don't know what that's considered, but you know, yeah. friendly-ish. <laughs> yeah. Instagram um, friends. Yeah. I mean you think about it, like it was we made a group chat after the show, I remember, like in WhatsApp and like everyone left it like two weeks later. It's like <laughs> well, we probably didn't actually like each other. We were just like we're, we're forced to party with each right. other and like each other because we had no choice. But at the end of the day, we're all from different walks of life across the country. Like even one guy was from um, Israel. So like, you know, we oh. we're all very different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now so excited to ask the question that I have been waiting for. And it's really not that exciting, but I'm just so curious to know. How much downtime is there on reality TV? Like, when are you not being filmed? And like, what's happening in the time that you're not being filmed? Like, are you, are most of the things that's happening on the show scripted or is it all like you're deciding what to say? Well, what's funny, I guess, is there is about 70% downtime, but it's all being filmed. The poor editors just have to go through all the footage at the end of every day and just pull out anything interesting. You know, there's 20 people that they're all have um, our mics on. You know, I don't even know how many audio people there are. Like you sleep with your mic on? No. So before bed, they take our mics off um like we have to like have someone come into bed with us and like, take it off but then if we start all like talk sometimes we'll you know just laying in bed like all talking if we start getting into like any good conversation they'll like come back up like slowly with the mic and we're like, like, I, no. I was, like I'll, I'll just stop talking I'm like I don't want to put it back on you know if I go to the bathroom you can't even, like you can't even pee without getting your mic on first just in case like someone confronts you like the first second in the bathroom they need to have it like on um have the audio so they're always watching you always like the and is it like is the cameramen that are there in front of you filming you or is it just like cameras all over that have been placed there is a lot every bathroom every bathroom's had cameras I remember I was like it's like a sigh of relief and I like look up and I was like oh hi oh my god they're watching you pee yeah it's like what you have no there's no privacy like at all like I don't even know 
the times there were privacies, if we like went away to do a challenge or something, you know, mm-hmm. you know, if we want to like walk somewhere to get a drink or like ask the producer or something, then like if you want to talk about something like sidebar, or we would just like ruffle our mics if we like ever wanted to like talk about something and um didn't want them to hear. I, I remember I was like just I kind of forgot where I was and all the girls were on the couch talking and I got into like this huge like tangent about something I don't know if I was like talking about someone in the house but they probably wanted that so I remember that I like I like I like hit my head I was like oh and then I look over there's like a guy with a boom like extended <gasps> like 12 feet just like holding it over me and I was like I, I thought no one could hear me because I was like pretty far and I was ruffling my mic and I'm like oh no they, they reached that mic all the way over to my head and made sure to capture all of that that is so, so annoying yeah, it's wild because there's 20 of us. There are so many people on set like all the time. It's it's crazy. And how much are the producers dictating what happens? Is it scripted? No, not at all. But they're just good producers. You know, they'll pull you aside. They'll ask you like, you know, they'll be like off the cuff interview questions. Like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Or sometimes they'll give tea about what someone else said about you. That'll make you want to go confront someone. And so they kind of like set you up that way. And we also know that we have a show to make. So Mm -hmm. this show belongs to lighthearted entertainment and they sell it to MTV. So it has to be like a good show to sell to them. So they've like literally come down back. This, this is like effing boring, like do something, like make something happen. People would like fight about like something stupid. Um, Like things that they weren't even actually upset about, but just to like have the Yes, because we had to have drama. Oh, yeah, because that's honestly, a good... we had fun. We were yeah. like a fun group of people, and they like wanted us to not like each other. Which... You're all such good actors. Then. Yeah, I'm... like there probably was just shit about nothing, and you guys just had to go yep. on and play along. Yeah. There were like uh, just some big personalities. Um, uh, now I just want you to watch it because it'll all make sense later. Like there's just this guy, John. Oh, John. He was just, he really liked this one girl and he's all his drama like surrounded it. So it was really easy to, you know, get annoyed by him or like vibe off of that or something. So there was always someone else kind of guiding it that you could piggyback off of. But to be honest, I was like not involved in any drama. I probably I didn't have that much screen time as others but because I was with someone and we kind of just they would like literally yell at us like you guys need to go to the party and drink and I actually didn't drink at all which is funny because I was I'm a big drinker in college but um you didn't drink at all on the show I got drunk the first night and then I got super paranoid that's when I first discovered what anxiety was like I've never had anxiety before and then I realized this is it is this like panicking uncomfortable like what's happening to me is that's how I felt when I got drunk with seeing all the cameras and realizing like shit this is my life for the next month is like I have no personal space and I was much more nervous than other people granted a lot of them were were actors or up-and-coming influencers I was just like this college girl who just wanted to party I don't know and then I froze up and didn't drink the rest of the time. Sam didn't drink at all though. So of course Sam doesn't drink. So I'm like, I won't drink with you. And then they'd pull me aside. They're like, where's that from college girl from that casting tape? So I'll have to send you guys my casting tape. It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's private, but yes, yeah, please. It's, it's so obvious I work in like content and video production now. Cause I like totally sold myself in that video. And then I get on the show and I was like, hi, like, sorry, I'm not <laughs> drinking. Like we didn't do anything on the show except just like kiss. And they hated that too. You know, they want people to go to the boom, boom room. It's mm-hmm. literally a room to have sex. It's messed up. But they literally like push people to go to it. Gosh, there's a very scene of like a girl being like, I'm horny, like in bed. And I'm like, oh, your parents are watching this. My teachers watch this. So I'm very glad with how my character came out because I can't even watch myself kiss someone on TV, to be honest. 
<laughs> that is wild. Ooh. And it's so crazy to me that they just say to you, like, this is boring, do stuff. Oh, like furious. It was the directors too, which we rarely ever see come down. It's kind of like your bosses like coming down and yelling at you. So of course you're like, absolutely like we'll do. And they would take uh, alcohol away from us to like punish us, I guess, and then what? reward us with it. So then like when we got it back, we would drink it like more and like want it more because they took it away from us. It's so much like fucked up, like reverse psychology and such a social experiment. So yeah. yes, that's a good way of putting it. It's mm-hmm. like Zero shot. almost. Oh, absolutely. And I believe this is the reason why there's no new seasons. There has been um well, the allegation is, but in season five, that one of one of the contestants came forward that she was drugged by one of the producers because she was blacked out. She blacked out one night and woke up and didn't remember anything. But the next day, everyone had to like sign all these NDAs and like couldn't talk about anything. She was fine because she didn't remember. She's like, oh, what? Like, I don't, okay. Like, I don't know what I'm even doing. And now looking back, all these witnesses came forward that like they gave her this pill. It was like her antidepressant, but she was drinking heavily and like, I don't know. It's like really messy, I guess, but um, there's like a lawsuit going on and all that. So that's, that is the downfall of reality TV, which, which sucks because it's a great show. It had a great premise and concept, the right people. And like, it didn't have to go that far to make it a good show, you know? Right. And there are already viewers, like people yeah. love that kind of stuff. You don't that have to is. go and do stuff, mm-hmm. you know, go outside of your boundaries and yeah. push the line. Like they just aired their first, um, are you the one season eight was the first gender fluid season. So mm-hmm. everyone was bisexual, which was really cool. Honestly, one of the best seasons. Um, I mean, just the people were great, but just, you know, it's just so, um, you know, the diversity and like, it was so genius. One of, one of the first shows to ever do something like that. Right. And we thought it was a real, we're going in a very progressive way with the show. And then that happened. And we're like, you know, fingers crossed, just something comes back to MTV. That was um, very inclusive like that. Were there ever reunions um, for your seasons? Of course, there's our reunions like after mine. So I didn't have a reunion. They did a mini one in New York for anyone that was in New York at the time. So I think you can find that where there's like eight of them. Mm-hmm. And Sam went to it for some reason. I don't know why he was there, oh. but, and and the first question they asked on the reunion is what happened with you and Alyssa? And he said, I got, I got back with my ex. So then everyone started coming at me saying, you know, why'd you do that? And I'm like, I, I this is just the typical reality TV drama. I'm like, well, that's not true. So I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like I wanted to date after the show. He didn't, I don't know why he said that yeah it's messy um but yeah all the other shows have reunions I wish we had a reunion I wish we had one like now honestly <laughs> yeah five, five years later I want to know yeah just things like I like still think about before bad and I'm like wait why'd that happen or why did that person think of me that way etc so did your parents end up watching it I think my mom did my mom just like kind of obsessed with me though so she would like watch me watch like a live stream of me painting my like big toe honestly if she could sorry mom (laughs) you're probably watching this um but yeah my family's very supportive of it my friends literally I I think everyone watched it except Kevin my boyfriend I said you have to watch it just before we get married but I don't know we'll see how far (laughs) it gets maybe like episode three just so we like understand like this was a part of my life I just want you to understand like you know Right. Just well, it helped you just get your following and yeah, like, have yeah. the career that you have now. It played a, I don't want to like, I feel like a lot of are the one people like, or reality TV people in general, like act like too cool for reality TV or like mm-hmm. when it's over, they think like it's not cool. Or like, I always see people say, like, would you go on another show? I'm like, never again. Like not for me, which, you know, could be true, but 
I think it's also okay to be like, that was really fun. Like I, I'm very open with, I would love to go on another TV show, maybe like one where I can like have a boyfriend still. So like <laughs> Big brother rat race. I, I don't know what shows. You could do like out. a cooking show, like a competitive yeah. cooking. Yeah, yeah. There's things out there. Right. Um, yeah. And I was like, I'm a, I'm a little more, not a little, I'm a lot more outgoing and mature and confident when I was 22 yeah, in that environment, I was, I was in a shell. It was kind of harder for me to like express myself and like be who I am. So I know I'm going to keep um, just applying for random things I'm finding on the internet. Um, when me and Kevin went through a rough patch, actually, I applied for the show Temptation Island and they gave me a callback. And then after watch, I didn't watch the show yet. And then after I watched it, I was like, holy balls, I'm not going on this show. It, it basically, if you're like on the rocks in your relationship, they send you into a house with 15 single guys and 15 single girls and wait for you to get tempted. And like, and then you meet with your boyfriend and girlfriend at the end of the night and like talk through like what you did. And they'll show like video footage of you if you were being good or if you were tempted. And I'm like, okay, that is like literally so messed up. I DM'd a girl who was on the show and asked her like, I'm like, oh, they like called me about it. She's like, if you want years of therapy and trauma, then go on it. I was like, oh, oh wow. so don't go on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was what I was going to say about you is because like, you know, dating on reality TV could be traumatic, but it seems like you came out of it, like one, getting back together with your boyfriend with a career and like nothing happened on the show that you were embarrassed about, which seems like, you know, flying colors. Yeah. I'm very um, grateful for the experience I had a, how early on it was before, you know, there was a heavy push to like be a certain way. And I've heard it's nothing like The Bachelor. I heard that's like some next level like pressure and um, Mm -hmm. how that leaves you. And see, probably the social media pressures after and to keep up and stay relevant, I think are what can really cause a lot of mental health issues. Because even I feel that way sometimes, like trying to keep up on Instagram, knowing I used used to have like 80,000 followers, now I have like 38,000. But it's just like, every movie reality tv show they reach a peak because everyone's watching it and then they just start dropping and then instagram's like oh your engagement sucks we're gonna fuck up your algorithm and you're not gonna get any likes on anything speaking of the bachelor let's get into the <laughs> all of it dear damsels i dated a guy throughout high school and into college and right after graduation he broke up with me i thought we'd be together forever and i'm really upset i wasted all of my college years on him My friends have suggested that I audition for The Bachelor to meet someone and low-key make him jealous and also develop a following for potential career prospects. Is this a totally terrible idea or should I just go for it, even for the memes? Love always, am I the next Bachelorette? So first, Mrs. Am I the next Bachelorette? Is that her name? Um, If you want to do it, I am for it. But I noticed that she said, my friend, people are saying I should do it to get a following um, make him jealous and maybe memories. Do it for you, sis. Do it because it's just different and out of your comfort zone and something you just never thought you'd see yourself doing. That's the only jump I took. And I think when you go into it with that fresh mindset, you know, you're not still thinking about your ex then. You're not focused on like, am I, am I doing enough to get a good following on Instagram? Like I never thought of any of that. And I think that's why my experience went so well. So I think if she goes into it with that mindset, um, it's totally worth it. But I think just another important factor is how's your mental health right now? Because it can affect people in a negative way coming out of it or even during it, just depending on how you are in those kind of social settings. I mean, 
nothing can prepare you for like 20 cameramen and audios and microphones, honestly. Mm -hmm. But that's why I, I never questioned it. I knew like once I started the process, I was like, I want to do this. I want to do this. Like I was super excited about it. So really listen to your gut, you int your intuition, like what's it telling you? Um, I know a lot of people that made it far in processes and like right before they had to go, they were just like, I, it's just not for me. So mm. do it for you. Make sure you're in the right headspace and look at other shows. There's so many random dating shows that are waiting to get picked up. I feel like The Bachelor is such like a heavy one too. And it's probably so saturated the people like sending in all their audition tapes and all that. But like, yeah. sure, go for it. What I loved about you talking about your story with going on the show is that you were out of a breakup mm -hmm. and you went to a small school. So you were seeing yeah. that person a lot. So it was like, you were already in an unhappy space that oh, yeah. going on this like totally new adventure was an exciting thing for you. Mm -hmm. And this person obviously is also not in a great place right now after being broken up with, but they're already asking, am I the next bachelorette? Which tells me that it's not about like going on the show for the fun experience. It's about mm -hmm. all the stuff that could possibly happen after you go on the show. Yeah. Which like, yeah. I totally respect somebody. Yeah. I'm like, using an experience for the hustle. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what motivates you, I totally get it. But I think to have like the most like genuine experience from it, because kind of what my point is, if you go in with these expectations or, you know, like, am I going to leave with a boyfriend? Am I going to leave with opportunity? Like what's my social following going to be? I Personally, it would put me into just another toxic spiral of reaching and always reaching and feeling like I'm never getting. And that's just toxic to me. And that's was the downfall of like, when my anxiety and mental illness started to begin is when I was always just looking for the next best thing, even when it came to a, a relationship, a job, moving here. And like, don't get me wrong. Like I love living in LA, but now that I'm here, I'm like, what's next? Which, and I'm mm -hmm. like, no, you're not, I'm not enjoying my present moment. And that's how it should be at the show. And the person wrote this letter is like, make sure you're living in that present moment. Cause looking back when I was 22 and 22 through 25 and just always grabbing and even in, at 27, I'm just more cognitive of it and trying to like change and be better about it. Um, I'm almost 30. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think for you, like you went in with the right intentions and mm -hmm. with this letter going on the Baxter there, I mean, I am I'm a huge fan of the Baxter and they will, you know, they will spot you out if you're there just for the followers, like they're going to call you out and make your life miserable. Yep. And that's not what the show is about. Like, I think yep. if you want to go on a dating show, go on it because you want to find someone and you're there for yep. the right intentions, not because you want to gain a following, become famous, you know, like look yep. for, you know, yep. making new prospects. Like yep. those are all wrong intentions. If you want to do that, I'm sure there's other shows out there that are good for it, but yeah. They'll, they will sniff you out if you're there just for the followers. Like I've been watching yeah. religiously and they sniff these people out. And I was just thinking about how like what you were saying about mental health. Mm -hmm. I feel like one thing that would be hard for me is the concern if audience members liked me. And also oh, like, yeah. does The Bachelor like me? Like, am I going to come out of this and be the most hated person from the yeah. show? Like mm -hmm. that would be my worst nightmare. And if you are doing this, like for your whatever next step in your career, I would just ask yourself, like, really, where do you want to be in your career? And like, what is going on the show going to help you gain um, to get to where you're going? And are there other methods to find out what you want in the future? Yeah. yeah so I, I think I mentioned earlier in the show that I was a broadcast journalism major. So back then I wanted to be a news reporter. So I wanted to be on air talent. And that's kind of the reason I was... Um, so like timid on the show 
is I, you know, I didn't want to make a fool of myself. You know, there are people who didn't know what they did until they saw an episode air three months later because they were so drunk. Like I knew I didn't want that to be me. Like I, ugh, God, I cannot live with that because I wanted to pursue a career in that. I just, you know, want to stay professional. And it's true. When I start interviewing for broadcast journalism jobs, you know, I, I did talk about my experience because it was a cool behind the scenes um, opportunity, but they looked me up immediately after, you know, employer, future employers and things like that. So I'm, again, that's why I'm really happy with the route I took and that I did keep that in mind at the end of the day. And I also wonder if you are going to be selected for the show. Like uh, Alyssa had a whole life. Like she was in school. She like had just broken up with somebody. She had all of these things going for her and had a personality. And I feel like those are also the people that they look for. Like oh, they're, yeah. they're not going to just find the person who wants to be on the show just to gain the following, like to be mm-hmm. on the show. They yeah. wanted, yeah, I think my story was like very real and, you know, made sense. If you watch just like my casting tape, like by MTV, they kind of sold it on. I actually hated the biography they wrote about me. Basically saying I was just like a sorority girl who like, it's like, well, this this girl's looking for fish in the wrong sea, more like a frat house basement. It's like, well, this, will she ever stop jumping hookup to hookup and settle down? But then my whole video is about how I dated this guy, like on and off of all of, college I'm like all right pick pick your storyline if you're at least gonna make up a storyline about me like just stick to one so they wanted us to be certain people that reminds me of a good story when I was in LA for my um final interview I they have this bind they had a binder and I walked in and I saw my page open and all I could see is they had a picture of me that they cropped my face out and then like all this text under it and they they pegged me as the jealous one like they literally already had this like this like person they wanted me to be. And I know that's because they talked on the phone with, with Kevin and he, he's, I, he still doesn't like told me what he said, but like his kind of, cause he just hates to talk about it, but I know he must've said something. And I, I clearly must've gave off some vibe, I guess, and some questions. And I know I remember seeing that and I'm like, I'm going to do everything in my power to not be the jealous one. <laughs> because you think I'm going to be, and I was, I wasn't. So it worked out. Good for you for, you know, making your own path on that show and not letting these producers like change your story and you just sticking to your true, you know, being, especially at 22. That's such, that's such a big thing to do, you know? So I didn't know any better then. I remember they, they tried to, me and Sam went on a one-on-one date and it's crazy because the scene is so romantic. We're like in a waterfall, like whatever, but you don't see that there's like 40 people on set, like surrounding us. And they kept wanting us to say, I love you. And I was, and I kept, and they're like, what's that word and that feeling when you're like an intense feeling for someone? I'm like, I really like him. Like, I'm not, <laughs> you know, on The Bachelor, and they're like, I think I'm falling for so-and-so. Yeah, they literally are probably telling that person, okay, now can you repeat after me? Like, I think I'm falling in love with Matt. And then, because it always, there's no other way why it's so perfect because all these girls always say it with this like same voice and the same like tone. Yeah. There's really? a certain writing and there's yeah. a certain like, I came with the right intent or this date has exceeded my expectation. Like it's the yeah, same that's writing. That's a good one. Yes. Every yeah. time. So at the end of the show, they had me go through, they had everyone do this, go through like 50 lines, just like 50 things. Like, I can't believe she just did that. Oh, like, oh my, I am. I was an actor, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it. Cause I, I had to just make things up or like, I can't believe Julia said that or I am so screwed. And then they just plug them in throughout the show whenever it's needed. It was so hard for me too, because like, I'm not an actor. So I was like, 
this is so this is so silly but <laughs> I it's what makes good tv and because the viewers the audience isn't seeing that you know I was reminded that I got asked to go on a sorority show um it was like they were making a life after college show where they mm-hmm. basically make like sorority houses and fraternity houses okay. and I remember at, the, I, at this age at this age and I remember I got the call and I like didn't apply or anything yeah so I was so flustered I was like like you want me to submit a self-tape like I, I have to audition yeah. <laughs> like I was confused and then the second I said that I had a boyfriend and I said it like off I was like I, I'm gonna have to like call my boyfriend or something oh, yeah. like, I was confused they never returned my call wow but do they not like research your Instagram or like anything yeah. about you because Brian is on your Instagram <laughs> I know I had that same thought like I was like is this because I don't like post every day with him like <laughs> the look yeah I mean gosh I hope that's not a signal before like last month I didn't post Kevin on my Instagram for two and a half years just because like I don't know we just didn't take pictures and I just forgot about it I posted that kid on my Instagram like every day for like three years before so I'm like whatever you don't need to be on my feed anymore but that probably is why some uh, creepy dudes slide in my DMs though and I'm like, oh yeah I gotta I gotta post Kevin every now and then so people know yeah just uh, with you someone know. <laughs> keep the dudes away Yeah. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. Was there anything else that you wanted to add? No, I God, I haven't talked about this in so long, but uh, I think I did a little therapy session. I haven't like got my (laughs) feelings out about everything in a while. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. That was so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. This was honestly fascinating. (laughs) I know I could talk for a long time. I think about the people always ask so many things about like what it's actually like. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it and I will hit you up with all my yes, questions. <laughs> and you like all can write in with your questions and we'll make Alyssa answer them for you. Yes. And Alyssa, please tell the listeners where they can find you on socials and also include your food blog Instagram yeah. too because I yes. like all that. <laughs> so it's all, on, it's all on one Instagram, which is nice. I just kind of combined it. So it's Liss Kate Eats. So L-Y-S-S. Middle name is Kate, C-A-I-T. And then Eats simply eats um that's my food page and I actually just got a TikTok like a month ago so I'm trying to become a TikToker so that Instagram is Insta- that TikTok account is just Liz Kate um, cool I was trying to figure out for so long how to say that I was like Liska it <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's my name's Alyssa Caitlin but Alyssa Caitlin's just really long so I just went with Liz Kate thank you so much for coming on it's been just- such a pleasure you too I hope you get another are you the one person or just even another reality star see how different or similar their experience is and I'm actually really curious maybe we'll have a collab and have you come on with them yes <laughs> and talk about it. that'd be fun all right everyone well thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of damsels in the dms until next time it's going down in the dms bye dms dms we don't need them we just leave them please yeah it's going down in the dms bye Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.